Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown, ambition in the new year. Hey, Mantra. Yes, welcome to 2021, where everything is exactly the same or worse than it was last year. <laughs> we are your hosts, Mandy and Tiffany. Yes. <laughs> what is that What is that little ditty you were singing? Oh, Earth my is goodness. A With a smile on your face, it sounded like. It's delightful. Would you like to just hear like a, you know, just like maybe just 20 seconds of it? It's just, it's just, it's just this beautiful song written by this beautiful woman who, listen. It's ghetto, I want to leave. Can you beam me up? I'm out on the street by the corner store. You know the one on 15. Got a bright shirt on, so I'm easy to see. How delightful, right? Well, here's the thing. It's like, I know this was probably written in earnest and she probably has seen some things in her life, but (laughs) I can just like see myself like looking out the window to at, at nothing in the cold, dark world and just kind of singing this song. No, you have to listen to it. Like I encourage everyone. Her name is, well... It's on YouTube. It's um, Nikia, N-I-K-K-I-A, Aaliyah. So, oh no, Nikki Aaliyah. So N-I-K-K-I-A and then Aaliyah, A-L-I, um, A-L-I, A-L-I-A-H, sorry. So yeah, Nikki Aaliyah, I think that's her name on IG as well. So it, it went like viral on IG, but the full song is on her YouTube. And when I tell you, Mandy, get ready to cackle and then be like, oh, damn, that's true. <laughs> but then cackle some more. Wait, so She's is it like a satire song? Yes, it oh, okay, is. It's very good. much like, yes, like, I'm like either she's so extremely sincere about this or this is meant to be hilarious because my first yes. instinct was to laugh. <laughs> yes. No, I definitely laugh. It's she's like basically Earth is ghetto. Um, yeah. Come get me. Uh, you know, I'm just out here by the corner store. You yeah. know, the 115th. <laughs> she literally says, I've got five on the gas if you if you need me to contribute. <laughs> um, and but honestly, but at the same time, you listen, you're like, damn. True, but it's mm. I, it's just it's been like my delight these last few days. So you oh, know, with the with the dumpster fire that is 2021. Listen, not that I expected anything to change, but I didn't exactly expect it so quickly to unravel <laughs> after the new year. But I mean, it. I do feel I feel a little bit disappointed, but also relieved that we didn't tape a show last week because to have the time it took me to process. I mean, I'm still processing what happened at the Capitol. On Oof. January 6th of the year of our Lord, 2021, which will be in history books. It's yes. 
my rage has subsided, but I mean, I was yell. I would, I would, I would call people I hadn't talked to in weeks just so I could have a fresh pair of ears to like <laughs> to talk to 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 just riff on because, oh man, oh you man, you know it's so crazy. So sad. I felt so much like, rage. Um, when I first heard, I actually wasn't even. I remember it took me a while to realize how lack like how like my reaction was like, oh yeah, it sounds about white. You know, and then when the when the oh world god. started to really be like, oh my god, it's insurrection, blah blah blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh that's right, it is a big deal. But I'm not shocked. I was not shocked. Mm. I was not shocked by the police's reaction. Or did you see the woman that they helped guide down the stairs like she was on her cotillion? Yeah. Like, hold on, terrorists. Yes. We don't want you to trip your little feet now. Yes. Come on, Miss Mary. Insurrectionist, this way. Mm. Literally the police waving folks in, opening doors. I mean, you know, just run of the mill, you know. And you know what's so crazy? It's the people who, like, I guess grew up in D.C., their reaction on um, social media has just been so enlightening. Because, you know, I, you know, I, obviously I know, like, you know, these federal buildings are supposed to be so well um, protected. But there are, like, people who grew up are like, I don't think y'all understand. Like, the fact that they got within feet of the building, they, d- the people in D.C. are just flabbergasted because they're like, that's literally impossible, let alone to be allowed to break windows, scale walls. Go in with weapons to lay down pipe bombs. You know, bombs, just a little pipe bomb here. Nooses, guns. girl, feces. These nasty people literally <sighs> took doos and smeared it on the wall. I mean, the level of Wait, nastiness. I had not read that. I know someone yes. pissed in um in a congressman's office or nearby. It, oh, mm. Tiffany, my blood boils. Yeah, it, I, I. We have to be. I was so stunned. I don't know where you were on January the 6th, 2021, but I would I had just gotten off of a work call and I was sitting in the living room and CNN is kind of on in the background and I start to see the mob happening and they're starting to cover it. But it probably it took me a few days, I feel like to to and I really, really wanted to absorb what had happened from every angle. I mean, I tried to find every video so I could see it was a very different story from like the east side of the Capitol to the west side of the Capitol. But I, it, very quickly, I was like, how how insane, how how insane. insane. And, how, and then immediately the fury, because I, I didn't want to jump to conclusions about the police. You know, I think one of the first images I'd seen on social was the one of a, of a police officer taking a selfie with one yes. of the rioters. <laughs> With one of the terrorists, sorry, one of the domestic terrorists, and I was like, "Wait a second, is that legit? Was that today? I don't know." And to f- and everything I thought, like everything that was being shared, was actually something that had happened, and I was just so in so in so much disbelief, and then in, in the sh- the shock of the level of hypocrisy, yes, on display, on display, and irony, and just and 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 I, it's almost like I've been grieving without. Like, I, I can't, I have not been able to stop running through my mind this, this scene where that was a Black Lives Matter protest. Please. And I'm like, in a, I'm, I'm grieving the, li- the lives I know would have been lost, the dozens lost. or hundreds that would have been massacred by police had they been black. And I'm in a, I'm just grieving for what if it had been us. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't even gotten that close. I just, that, no, they would have taken the threat seriously when we were posting about it yes. <laughs> for weeks in advance. I mean, for weeks. For you know weeks. what's so crazy to me? Like, what, you know what I what I actually part of me is so happy because it's like these people have been despoiled, terrible brats that though you know have pretended when other people come around they're on their best behavior like oh no no I would never never mm-hmm. they didn't realize okay you have shown your whole ass 
The world has now seen. There is no more, oh, if it was us, get over the election. You guys, these riots are, you literally have shown your whole entire ass. And I'm here for it. Somebody said it best when, like, the I guess the night before, whatever, when the Proud Boys were fighting the police. Shout out to Dustin Ross of uh, the Friend Zone. He said, let them hoes fight. And I <laughs> said, you know what, Dustin? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because you know what? You have they have they have discredited folks who literally were marching to say, please don't kill us while we sleep, please don't Mm -hmm. kill us while we walk, please don't kill us while we run, please don't kill us while while we patronize other businesses. This is what the marching was about. But I'm honestly I'm like, what exactly are you marching against? You're marching against a lie. I I just fake he did not I mean, because here's the thing, and I just wish just a little bit of research would unveil it because here's the thing the reason why the the trump had lost every court case except for one is because when asked fully like because when you know people can say whatever you want on tv you know you can say whatever garbage you can say i'm a martian okay whatever but when you step into that courtroom and the judge asks has there been proof of um of of um, election fraud? Has there been proof of what you're saying? Every single one of Trump's attorneys, including Ruli Fuliani, has said no. Because you want to know why? Because if you as an attorney step foot into a courtroom and lie, you will lose all your licenses. So this is why, this is why he's lost every, every battle in court. Because when they go to court, they tell the truth because they must or risk losing their license and their ability to practice law and their ability to support to support themselves and their family. So they lie on TV, but they don't lie in court because the the the, the justice system does not play that. That's why they've lost over and over again. And I just the fact that Donald Trump is willing to burn this country to the ground on his way out because he's mad that he lost. It's literally the equivalent of a kid saying, well, if I, if, you know, I'm out, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. And not just I'm taking my ball, I'm going home. I'm popping the ball. I'm, I'm burning the ball. I'm stepping on the ball. So no one could ever play with this ball again. Like what in the entire hell? Countries, Kenya had a little key key, which I even met a Kenya, Kenya, key key girl. Kenya put on their national newspaper, who's the, the banana republic now, mm. and pictures from the insurrection. Listen, well-deserved America. And this is this is what I, we, I know we talked for a little bit over the holiday. I feel like one of the most infuriating sound bites that I keep hearing is, this is not what America stands for. This is not America. This is America. It is. And that is the truth. That is the ugly truth. That, that those thousands of people, that angry mob, bloodthirsty mob, violent mob of thugs, of rioters, of insurrectionists, of these domestic terrorists, these people are exactly, it's like when you finally look under the rug in your house or you look, I don't know what kind of house y'all got, (laughs) maybe not under the rug, (laughs) but when you kick over like an old moldy log in the woods and you see all the the gunk and the 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 critters and the the filth that has been festering that's what this is this is you mm-hmm. have to take america good black, bad and ugly and there's a lot of ugly and we cannot heal until we we reveal this ugliness and we call it what it is and we react to it so yes I, call a thing a thing call a thing a thing yeah so i i kind of agree with you without sounding too i don't want to be flipping at all and i mean this is this was insane. I mean, this is this is a democracy. These are elected officials doing 
their constitutional duty to certify an election that was free and fair uh, in spite of all the reasons or in spite of all of the threats against it over these, you know, these past months and years, it was free and fair and had been proven, like you said, in our court system dozens of times, it was free and fair. And these people were there to certify this election and, 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 and go along with the will of the American people. And it just makes zero, zero sense why these people had to do what they had to do. But I am grateful that we witnessed it. I'm grateful that we're in a digital age where there is video. Yes. And you said they showed their asses. They also showed their faces. They, yeah, which, they might as well girl, just put their driver's license on their forehead. First of all, the dude who took the podium, the <laughs> uh, gall, the audacity, mm, the caucasity. This man took yeah. the podium. Now, here's the thing. It's one thing to be seen inside the Capitol building with the podium. Because yeah. the assumption is, by the time this man gets to the door, they're going to be like, bro, put that podium back. Oh, no, no. He wasn't stopped. <laughs> that man took that podium home, put it on eBay. Mandy, put it on eBay. How it was up to $70,000. Pick up truck and, took, and left? Oh, Lord. Can you imagine? The, how? The audacity. The caucasity. The caucasity. Uh. The audacity of caucasity. Because do you understand what kind of level of privilege that you know mm. I can wave at the camera, take this home, mm. put it on eBay, because I'm thinking to myself, they ain't going to do nothing. I'm doing the president's bidding and will. I just, whoo, child. Mm. Fight. Meanwhile, so, Trump so is hiding behind the resolute desk. Just and I know, I know he th- was thrilled. I know he loved every of second of this. Every second. It gave me so much satisfaction that social media finally took away his his binky, which is his platform. But at the same time, Pinterest. I, Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest even was like, yeah, where y'all been? We 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 <laughs> But do you also feel I think what was hardest for me was and the reason I was so emotional this past week is all this rage, all this action that's being taken. You know, they're going to try to impeach him again. Cabinet members are resigning. There's calls for because believe me, for me, it's not just Trump. I want every GOP elected official who enabled this guy for years to do what he has done and to 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 fly in the face of everything this country stands for for so long. I want them all to go down and for me, it's also this rage that like, why now? Like, why did it take this? Why didn't Twitter and Facebook take away his microphone so long ago? Would we even be dealing with this today had they done it? And I think part of me is like, yes, finally we're seeing, well, we still have, we have yet to see what the true consequences will be. Um, he's still the president somehow, some way, but you know, it, uh, why did why did it take this for people to say, oh yeah, we got problems? But you know what? The to me the 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 karmic glee that I get is that Republicans who were like key keying and they thought this was hilariously funny because of course they all knew he's he's an idiot, right? Mm-hmm. So they thought that, that it was hilariously funny. Ha ha, Democrats! Look, we've got this raging, uninformed like mob, and I'm not saying like I, we're not because I know. People are acting like, oh, this is the Olive Garden set. No, a lot of these people were wealthy. Un- still stupid, but wealthy. Like, a lot of people are affluent. But anyway, this raging, uninformed um, um, mob of folks that have been supporting this president, and they thought it was delightful because they said, ha-ha, look at this this mob of Republicans we had. What they didn't realize, I was looking um, on Twitter, and someone said, Republicans, you're mistaken. We're not Republicans. We're Trumpsters. Mm-hmm. And Republicans quickly realized that um, on on July 6th, that wait, 
You January are 6th. not safe. January 6th. You are not safe either. No, they like, were calling for Mike Pence's head. They were like, Mike girl. Pence, Mike Pence. Even yeah. Lindsey Graham got attacked at the at the airport. Mm. Like that's that was like, you know, Trump's little lap boy. And they were like, oh, mm. what? I, we heard what you said, traitor. I was like, oh, my mama, how the tables have turned. That is like I'm the end you. of, I'm, it's like when Scar was, you know, move, uh, Simba didn't just attack Scar at the end. He fed him to the hyenas, his own pack, People. the pack that yep. he created. You know, yep. that's kind of what I feel like needs to be happening. They They need to reap what they sowed. They they allowed this to happen. They can't get away scot free. And yes, Trump is this is the is the symptom. But I think the disease is truly these these spineless um, legislators and, and lawmakers who who ref- who would not stand up to the greater good because of their own political ambitions, which is disgusting to me. Purely disgusting. Where do we go yeah. from here? <laughs> There's still a pandemic. I was talking to Tiff like before this. All this is happening, and um, you know, I I have had some family members who have who have gotten COVID, but it feels like on the other side of Thanksgiving and Christmas, the numbers, the case. I mean, we just had record cases, record deaths um, this week, and I was supposed to have my my cousin uh, Anna. She was supposed to come here to New York uh, Friday to live with us and be my in-home caretaker. Lord knows I need someone to help with the baby. And, uh, she came down with COVID. She was living with an aunt and, um, her aunt got sick and then she got sick. And I'm just like, Oh no. And there's this, this stronger, what is it? More, more, um, what's the word? Contagious strain that's going around and cases are just going up. And it's not like any one region. It's all over the country. Cases are going up and, I just feel I just want to if I didn't want to before I truly have have had trouble not wanting to just like bury a dig, dig a little cave just take my baby and my husband and maybe the dog if you know and just hide just hide until until it's all all over. Yeah, I mean honestly I don't know where we go from here. I mean this is uh, someone said what I would not kill for some precedented times. <laughs> precedented, yeah. <laughs> Right, like I just would love some precedented time. Can you imagine that we, we, remember when Bill Clinton, when the biggest drama was like, oh my God, he lied about getting a BJ in the mm-hmm. Oval Office, like that's why he got um um impeached. Impeached, like, right? That, right. Can you imagine? Uh, Not oh, you, 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 um, you asked your 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 group of merry merry men to to desecrate. A, a federal building and people came really to kill people had zip ties they did kill people had mm-hmm. they did they trampled mm-hmm. one woman they killed the police officer another police officer committed suicide was it the, over the weekend capitol police officer after the riot i mean they have blood on their hands i mean who's who's who why haven't they caught the people who have who murdered that police officer, you know, mm. like what, what so is blue this? lives, remember, cause you know, where's all the blue lives matter people, right? <sighs> blue lives only matter when they're harassing black lives. Got it. Well, because like, I have not heard one person say, Oh my gosh, they killed this police. Like the, I haven't heard them say that. I have not heard mm-mm. like if that was black lives matter, that they would be burning black churches down as of a result. So, oh, you better believe it. And that's, yeah. yeah, it's just they hit him in the head right with a um fire extinguisher. Can you imagine that? Oh my goodness, that is a bl- that that to, to, that's an intimate way to kill someone. Yes, and I you know and I know that the officers you know there was but even the officers who were there you know they weren't supported 
Like they weren't given the backup. I mean, you saw that black officer like being chased up the staircase by the rioters and by himself with like a little a little baton in his hand. And I'm like, man, they let him down in. And listen, I, I've got family who are law enforcement. I've always, I, you know, I respect law enforcement. I definitely think there needs to be police reform and defunding of police and, and more funding for social services to prevent these types of interactions from happening. But the 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 lack of the bias that went into the decision not to take these threats seriously enough to call in reinforcements that is that those offenses will not soon be forgotten and you've seen i think it was the chief of the capitol police um has stepped down like he said no to to national guard resources like the day before he said no no we good it's white people we're good like what are they they're they're my homies like it's It is. But it's like you said, there's three. It feels very much like there's three Americas. There's the there's the Republicans or the the conservatives. There are the liberals and Democrats. And then there's Trumpsters. Trump, he's formed this whole new faction and they cannot be negotiated with. They cannot be. There's no such thing to me. I think all these calls for understanding and, and negotiating across the aisle bump that I am so tired and I am so done waiting for lawmakers to do something for American people, real working American people, people who have been suffering all year long, even before that, from inequality, from job loss. You know, my dad still has not gotten his unemployment check. <laughs> like, mm. And, you know, he's 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 uh, I'm just and, you know, he still hasn't even gotten his second his second stimulus check. And I feel and especially and listen, Georgia, we haven't even talked about Georgia. Georgia, amazing. I'm so proud of oh, yes. my home oh, that's state. Right. Oh, with all this, I'm sorry, Georgia. Yes, with right? all of this ripping. Georgia's thunder was just, but listen, Girl. Every, yeah. every one of y'all is my hero. The one who went out and voted in that election and, and turning Georgia purple, bluish purple. That being said, though, I if I have to hear one more Democrat, just thank black people. Oh, thank you. Like black people really, really saved us. Black women saved us in the general election. Now it's black people in Atlanta saved us. And yes, they did. They truly did. You know, we showed up for them in Georgia. But where is the policy to say thank you? Like, I'm tired of lip service. Like mm-hmm. I and I think, you know, I, I've I've been listening really closely. I like I it's it's hard to balance the instincts, which is we want revenge against Trump for what he what he um, what he incited on our nation's capital, but I also want Biden and his administration to get relief for people, to make good on promises that were made, and to to serve Black America, because clearly we have been underserved for so long, and continue showing up to vote, calling us in to save, you know, another election and what that. But like, where is the actual gratitude? I would like yes. to see true, true political reform and. I, I need Senate to just, you know, the House and Senate to be working overtime. I want both. I want Trump out. I want GOP lawmakers, you know, to be punished in some way for their complicitness in this whole administration. And also want relief, economic relief for for working Americans and especially relief in black communities. It's it's time. Yeah, no, I agree. It is time. And but yeah, it was just like I just what I honestly I love that Georgia truly what happened was a legacy of the great John Lewis, mm. um, you know his pastor and his intern, you know are mm. now representing him in Georgia and all and his work and the Georgian people obviously, um, yes. And so it just it just felt so good. I was just like, look at look at God, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, we had a, is we had a rough time. Is she still around? God, you up there. Right. No. We had a rough, but, you know, I just, what it just shows, what it shows is that even in the world where, you know, the dumpster fire is burning, mm. that there is still light at the end of the tunnel and that there are still more people who want good than those that do not. I think that's what all of this has shown. That even though it's the, the 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 race is definitely too tight, but there's still more people who won't get than those do, that do not. Yes, it's a thin margin. It's it's too thin, but it's there nonetheless. And yes. I think we've got to continue. Um, uh, you know, it's it's funny how when I started talking on the podcast about this kind of stuff, Tiff. Like honestly, I've been dealing pretty okay this past week. Like yes, I've been angry and talking and stuff, but you know, I've throughout the day. Like throughout my day, I'm genuinely finding pockets of joy and taking walks and hanging out with my son and talking to my family and trying to find, you know, these moments. And it's, it's I sit down to do the podcast and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fucking outraged. I forgot. Like it's hard, it's hard to um to to handle all these different emotions and carry that throughout the week. Um, so you know, for anyone who's just it's, it's like you're feeling the emotional whiplash of this year and honestly four years. Um, it's exhausting. But nonetheless, I feel the need to say, you know, do what you can to take care of yourself. We have to hold our elected officials accountable. We do. So call them, you know, send your emails, post, whatever you got to do. But, you know, ultimately the fight is not over and we've got to stay strong, stay healthy, wear your masks, take care of one another, take care of your community. And, you know, let's continue to to try and just survive the best yeah. we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, truly. I mean, uh, I don't even know. You know, you're just like, uh, I just, it just can be all too much. But there, there, you know, there just is a lot of good, no matter what. I just remind myself, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good. Not to, not to grow weary in the, mm-hmm. you know, in, while doing the good work and, um, yeah, so I mean that's all we can do. There's good here at Brown Ambition yeah. Land. <laughs> there is. We had to purge the demons from the, this past week, but let us know how you guys are feeling. I did get. I was going through the inbox, and I were about to jump to questions, and I saw a couple of emails come through, and I know that um, our listeners really wanted us to call out the hypocrisy of the comparisons between that riot and BLM protests. And I gotta say. I I don't know why I think I'm a masochist, but I I went to a couple of um, friends Facebook pages who I know have Trump leanings, and just to see you know what are what are they saying in their circles to defend what had happened, and you see these like infographics comparing the number of people who were injured at BLM rallies versus the riot, and how there were hundreds of BLM rallies versus one Capitol riot. <laughs> like those are, you know. That those are equitable things. And um, yeah, so we hear you, our listeners, and and uh, the hypocrisy is there. And yes. this, ta- for me, this, 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 not that we needed any source of justification or we needed a reminder that it, it was, it was understandable and the least we could do to hit the streets the way that we did um, in the, in, in the wake of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor this past spring and summer, those protests mattered. They continue to matter. We have got to keep we, we, we have no, we have every right to keep doing it. And uh, so anyway, just wanted to acknowledge that from our listeners. And if you see that stuff on, uh, I just, I should, I really, I really need to stay away from those people's pages because it's quite, it's quite baffling to me how quickly they can find a rationale 
for even this extreme nonsense. I mean, anything can be rationalized, right? I mean, for real, anything. And so once you start to see that, you realize like, why am I even going back and forth with you? You clearly, you know, common sense is not what you're thinking. Yeah, I don't, I honestly, I'm, I'm taking a break. I'm from from even trying to comment or trying to talk to people who I think, you know, are supporting the other side. Like I just mm, I got no words. I think, you know, all everyone has the same education. Act. Well, not, that's not true. Everyone has access to the Internet. And, uh, you know, you choose to believe what you choose to believe. And if you don't take advantage of the educational resources and truth and facts out there, then that's on you. Mm-hmm. Not my responsibility to educate everybody. Oof. I know that was a lot, but I hope you got a chance to woosah. And let's go into my favorite part of the show, questions. Questions. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Happy 2021 to all of our lovely listeners who sent questions. I am catching up. I took a little bit. I'm continuing to take like a Instagram break specifically for the new year, but I dug back in. I I broke my uh, Instagram fast to go and check questions there, but we also got a couple from email. That's funny. Oh, I have, uh, there's one from our email. They want to be, they want to remain anonymous, but they have a question about side hustles, Tiffany, uh, specific to you. All right. They listened to a recent episode and said, Tiffany, you mentioned in one episode that when you were trying to pay off your debt, you used to have side hustles and one of them was taking surveys. You didn't really get Mm -hmm. into how you did it. But my question is, did you ever have a privacy concern doing online surveys? I recently found a great survey website where you speak your thoughts out loud and they record your screen and voice while you review website surveys, etc. It's not big money, but it's a nice chunk of change that I didn't have before. My only concern is that with some side hustles, it feels like you are selling your soul and privacy. Sometimes they want me to turn on my video for facial expressions and authentication, which would be the same thing as going in person. So I'm not sure if it's really a big deal, but it does feel weird. Well, I have to say that when I was doing surveys were really like I, I didn't do as many surveys as I did studies, meaning like I physically went to a place and I was like. Every Monday I come and wash my hands with this soap and be like, it's dry. It feels silky. I like it. I don't. So I did way more of those. I did like a sleep study. I remember the sleep study was the best because they paid like $2,200. So I was like, ooh, Wait, good really? For- yes. Did but you it have was- to go to like a sleep 
Institute type thing? And sleep, yeah. It's so weird and amazing. But it is. I was like, but look, I wanted that 2200. It was like, I remember it was me and a bunch of my roommates. We were like, so who fit to sleep? (laughs) So, so, but it was $2,200. And honestly, rent at the time was 500 bucks a month. So you can imagine that was like four months worth of rent. So it was worth it to me. Mm -hmm. So I will say that, that I did way more studies that I did surveys. But even that, I mean, it's a sleep study. They put like things, you know, and we're like, hey, let's see if you sleep through the night. So it is a little invasive because they're wanting to know your reaction to help them gauge what's going to be the reaction of the end user eventually. So, I mean, you you will have to decide, you know, just how comfortable you feel. But there are other, I mean, it's a little, it's harder now because we're, you know, because of social distancing and staying inside where before I used to always be able to babysit. Someone always had a baby that they wanted an ex preschool teacher to babysit. I mean, because who doesn't want an ex preschool teacher to babysit your baby? You know, so I could always easily make money doing that. I guess it depends you- on why you're an ex. You know, did you oh, yeah, get yeah, fired depends. Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> That's <the> true. Or- <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's <continue>. true. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like if I was like, oh, my preschool shut down, you know, and I'm just like, you know you know, um, looking for, you know, other means of work. People were like, I mean, people would literally call me and say, what are you doing this weekend, girl? And I'm thinking they want to hang out. And they're like, can you watch the baby? Mm. <laughs> so there's that. No, so I would just say, so I, and it's hard. It's a little harder now, but certainly leaning into what, what do I have my degree in? That's first and foremost. And what do I have experience in? And how can I monetize that? So you might Right now, if you're super organized, you're good at answering email. I can't tell you how many people that I know are looking for admins. There are Facebook groups that are filled with entrepreneurs. So I would look for entrepreneur Facebook groups if you are so inclined. And, you know, admin work is, you know, you know how to use Google Google Calendar, you know how to answer emails. I mean, you can really make some good money being someone's admin. Are you a good writer? People are looking for copywriters all the time. You know, are you, a, are, do you can you edit? So leaning into what you went to school for and what you have experience in, and is there a way to monetize that if you feel uncomfortable, which I can understand, doing surveys and such. There are other ways. I I, I highly suggest working with um, these new entrepreneurs. There are so many new, especially women, especially Black women entrepreneurs that are looking for bookkeepers, accountants, um, support staff, customer support. I mean, so I would lean into that if I felt uncomfortable doing surveys. You know, that's an amazing coincidence because I was going to save this question, but it's related to what you're talking about. This question comes from a listener who doesn't reveal their name. But anyway, she's an entrepreneur, just like you're talking about. And she had a question about hiring a VA, virtual assistant, Mm -hmm. which is basically an admin, right? Mm -hmm. So let's segue really quick. So they say, I'm seeking help with hiring a VA and working with brand ambassadors slash influencers. I found a VA and she understands how I run my business. I know that Tiffany has a team as an entrepreneur. So I'm wondering how she did the onboarding process. Did you have them sign an NDA or a contract? How do you pay them? My VA will be full-time. I'm also looking to hire someone who will be part-time to work on SEO slash Facebook ads. So, so this is yes. like, okay, cool, find somebody, but like, how do you protect yourself when you, you know, do they sign a contract and how do you pay them? Yeah. So everyone signs a contract, everyone, whether you are a consultant, contact worker, or full-time or part-time employee with me anyway, everyone signs an NDA and everyone signs a reasonable non-compete, like meaning like while you're working with me, you're not also going to be simultaneously working with a business that does the same thing. 
mm-hmm. and passing our, our stuff from business to business. So um, we do that. I mean, well, within reason. If say if you are uh, you're someone who does websites, then no, there's not this non compete because it's not. But if you are our CFO, then yes, you know there's a non compete certainly. Um, so yes, you you want to have your VA um, sign an NDA, sign a non-compete, and then if they are a full-time employee, then you're going to want to um, there there should be some sort of HR onboarding, and you can you can do some contract like hourly like HR person to help you to make sure that you have them fully uh, aligned with you know whatever your state is and making sure that they're getting the benefits they're supposed to and and getting, you know, like you're paying the proper taxes and things like that. So you want to, you know, having someone who does HR, they don't have to be full-time. We hire someone when we need them. Um, but as far as the actual onboarding of like to do the work, if you've had a, a, a virtual a, an assistant prior, then you can help have them help train. Like, for example, I've got this amazing, like uh, Leah on my team used to be my admin. So did Sylvia on my team. She used to be my admin. They were so awesome. And I always like for people to work where where they feel like most joy. And Leah really loved finance and she did bookkeeping at her church and things. So Leah's now on the finance team. Sylvia really, lo- she's amazing at um, managing our community, our Dreamcatcher community. So Sylvia moved on to do that. But when we onboarded a new um, executive assistant or virtual assistant, those two women helped to train her as people who did a good job at it already. If you don't have someone, then you will have to train them because you, I'm sure, were your own admin ahead of time. So that's that's for that person. Now, for the SEO um, and things like that, like that person will already come with the skill set. So you might be helping to onboard them as far as like maybe some company culture stuff, but they should know how to do the thing you're hiring them for. Like when it came to my CFO, I'm I'm not going to train you how to be a CFO. You have to come with that knowledge. But certainly there's some onboarding when it comes to like, we actually have like video um, where like, this is like the unicorn way. So I call my uh, my my team, the unicorn squad. We literally have like this video and a, and a set of like series of like mini classes almost to understand the culture of what you're coming into. And depending on the position, we also have SOPs, which are um, um, uh, scopes. Uh, well, no, what does the SOP stand for? Um, scope of project. Yeah. Oh no no. Um, is it scope of project? Dang it! I thought I nailed it. I know. No. Basically, an SOP just basically said this is how we do this thing, right? And so, like, so when somebody else comes in, they know they can see through video and written word how how something is done. So that takes time to build those things. So yeah, I that's what I would just uh I would uh, standard operating procedures. Yes, there it is. Duh. I always just call them SOPs. I I just I always forget what what they were um what they meant. But yeah, so when someone comes in (laughs) Oh yes, we're like, here's an SOP. Here's a unicorn way. I didn't even know video. what this was called. I love an SOP. Oh my yes. God, I live and die by SOPs. <laughs> Listen, does, I have an SOP for like, everything. I was going to say, you seem like SOP person. I'm going to call it an SOP folder. Now I call it a resources <laughs> folder, but everyone asks me questions and I'm like, yeah, there's a doc for that. And yes. here it lives here because <laughs> you yes. need it for transitions. Yes. And for training, do not, when you said yes. training, I'm like, do not skimp on training time. Do Set not. aside one week or two weeks for training. Don't think they're going to be ready from the jump. Like you need to teach them the ways of your world. Yes. You and, and just know that that takes time to build up your SLPs. It takes time to get those things together. But the sooner you start to build like kind of like that back end part of your business, because that's the real part of business. Like making money is the front end of your business. And, and don't, you know, obviously that's, that's important. But if you want to sustain and be here for years and years and years, it's that back end stuff 
that the reason why so many businesses fail because they they fail to do SAP SOPs, they fail to do trainings, they fail to adhere to understand that there's a company culture that they have to actively cultivate. They fail to understand like, girl, should I be a um, an LLC partnership sole proprietor? Should I be an S corp? Should I be a C corp? What do those things mean? Am I for? Should I be a you know a five hundred one c three? Like they fail to do the foundational things, and so they build. Um, but they built on a shaky foundation. So yeah, lean into those foundational things. It's going to take time. You're not going to do it in one year, two year. We still work on those things every day. Yes. I mean, the blueprint for your processes is exactly, I mean, it saves you so much time for one thing, because the time it takes you to train people is going to be cut so drastically down if you have documents that they can read and be trained on. And then doing, we even do like, um, I kind of treat my team as a, I don't know, like, like they, they've, they've been certified in, in a certain skill set. And then every, you know, depends on what we're talking about, but every like, at least a quarter, we have a training some kind of training to revisit something, a tool, a process, um, you know, uh, a, a certain skill that we're trying to emphasize. So I, you know, I think as, as a good leader, you're constantly, you know, dusting off those procedures and making sure that they still make sense. People still know how to do it. We're looking for inconsistencies and Oof, yes, especially the bigger your bigness, yeah, bigger your bigness gets, <laughs> the bigger your business gets, the higher the stakes are for when mistakes happen. So you've got to make sure that people know, you know, how we get from A to Z. And ooh, we, I'm glad I know what that's called now, Tiffany. Thank you, because <laughs> you know SOPs. Yes. All right, cool. Well, that was fun and unexpected. Those questions, but <laughs> thank you, Tiffany, entrepreneur in residence, <laughs> for, your, <laughs> for your insights there. All right. And thank y'all for your questions. Shall we pause there and uh, be right back with our Brown Boost Brown Break? Yes, let's do it. Lovely. And now it's time for the boost or break or boost or break. <laughs> are you going to boost, Mandy, or are you going to a break? I'm going to boost against all odds. I'm going to find some things to boost. So one of, oh, I sounded so valley right there. So, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for your ears at home. Please don't unsubscribe because of that. Anyway, I did something that I'm going to make. Well, listen, I'm not going to start pressuring myself to make this a certain routine, but I have over the past year, you know, being stuck at home all day, has really helped me see where we need to be trimming in terms of stuff. So this past week, I, and really the past like two weeks, and especially with Christmas, listen, the number of toys, listen, if you're listening and you're my family, don't get this child any more toys. He doesn't have the space for them. I don't have the space for them. Where do you think we're going to fit a, a child-sized Maserati? Talking to you, uh, oh. Grandpa. Uh, oh. We have a child trike and we have a child BMD. Uh, what was it? BMW? We have like oh three goodness. cars. Oh, my goodness. This child I has more it. cars than we do. <laughs> he, there's no garage for these cars. And on top, he's got, anyway, so many toys. So we did a huge, excuse me, like a big, I've gone one room at a time and just tried to get rid of something. You know, get rid of if it's five things or ten things or organized things. And I feel it's so satisfying to me. So um, I wanted to kind of list a resource that I've been loving lately. I know last year, or the year before, it was all about Marie Kondo. And I still do ask myself, especially in the closet, you know, does this spark joy um, before I get rid of some things? But what's been helping me with the parts of the house that, you know, aren't really like a joy, like, you know, the silverware drawer, you know, the 
the utensils that you need, but they don't like spark joy. But, you know, every once in a while you got to pick up something hot. So you need a spatula or, you know, tongs or whatever. But I have been using um, the Home Edit, which is they're like this big Instagram kind yes. of um, what are they called? They have a Netflix show now um, and they have a blog and they. They just know how to organize stuff, and it's so satisfying. Listen, my stuff's never going to be as beautiful as what the home edit people do, but they have inspired me, and I've learned the power of containers, like the power of just getting a bunch of little shallow little trays and putting them in my drawers and then putting like stuff together. And mentally, I just feel so much better. So that is my that is my boost i guess for organization and for purging stuff and just kind of trying to create more breathing space for um life in general um so that's yeah that's my boost oh lovely boost um i was also going to boost cuz i feel like you know the whole first segment was breaking <laughs> yeah that was and cathartic so, though it was no i'm uh, i have no regrets my boost is going to be i I think, well, one, it's one sidebar. I think I'm going to get a Peloton. We talk about it. But yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm not I'm happy for you. You don't got to follow me. I'm just happy for you. <laughs> okay. But you would love and, the Peloton power walking, the guided mm. walks. They're great. I did one today. Mm. Okay. Okay. Come well, through, Chase. It's part of my boost in that I am always trying to lose 10, 15 pounds. Of, I mean, we've been talking about it for like five years, right? Just always, just like, hmm. I, I would love to only now. have to lose 10, but yeah, continue. <laughs> so <laughs> I just said, you know what, Tiffany, you are 41 years old and I don't want to live the next 10 years. Like always be like, if you would only, if you would only, if you, mm-hmm. so instead I said, you know what, let's um, make what I have. I call it my health checklist and it's about 12 things that I um, aspire to and my job is to try to do at least six of them. So I'll give you an example. Let me see if my health checklist is in this. Every day? Mm-hmm. And But it's like, I'm telling you, the things are not like, I told myself these are not major, like, I on purpose, I have some light things and I have some like um, heavy things. So, I, okay, I found it. Okay. So health checklist. So here's some of the things, right? <laughs> Stretching, 30 minutes of exercising, whether that's a walk or otherwise. Apple, like taking apple cider vinegar. I try to take that like once or twice a day. Taking a nap because health, you know. Um, having at least a full-size serving of raw vegetables, like a salad or whatever. Meditate. Start start eating afternoon. I do intermittent fasting when, you know, the mood strikes me. So not to eat until <laughs> noon and to stop eating after 6.30. Having lemon water, only water, um, no juice, no soda. Um, no takeout candy slash cookies. If you know me, that never happens, but you know, it's on my list. No, no takeout. Yeah. Well, meaning like the, that day. Right. And then sleeping at least seven hours at night. So what I do is like, I'll give you an example for today. Did I stretch today? No. Did I get 30 minutes of exercise or walk? No, but you know what though? If I don't get it in, I get on a treadmill before I go to sleep and just walk on a treadmill and like, you know, watch like Netflix. So I'll get that in later. Apple cider vinegar. I'll have that later tonight. I did take a nap. So um, did I have a serving of raw vegetables? No, but I'm going to have a salad after this. Did I meditate this morning? Yes. Did I start eating after 12 noon? I did. Um, Did I stop eating after 6.30? It's about 6.30-ish now. I'm going to have a salad. So no. Did I have lemon water all day? Yes. Did I have any juice today? No. But do you see like how it's, it's way less pressure about like 
Stephanie loses 10 pounds. It's more so here are some things that like attribute to a healthier lifestyle for you. Let's try to get some of them in. And it's like, honestly, it's made the journey less, um, I don't know. Cause you know, you sometimes you're so hard on yourself. And so I feel that, you know, I so feel like it deeply. Yes. yes. Because so it's 12 things, but my goal, honestly, is not the 12. Cause honestly, the 12 would be doing too much. Instead, Tiffany, can you get to six of these things? And they usually there are like three things that I really think like would make the biggest difference, like the exercise, the 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 raw veggies, and the not even eating after six thirty. So I try to get at least two of those three core things in. But ideally, like so, it's made it so much easier. So at I look because sometimes I'll look and I say, oh, I only did three things today. But you know how quickly I can get down and stretch, knock that out. You know how quickly I can have um, my apple cider vinegar. Okay, now you've just gotten two things done in ten minutes. And so it's just made the process of like living a healthier lifestyle less, um, I don't know, less shame filled and less guilt filled and just more so like I am holistically trying to live a a healthier life. And so it's just honestly, it's, and because of that, honestly, Mandy, because of this, I have walked almost six days this week for, for, for almost an hour every day because it's not about, did you get your exercise in Tiffany? Come on. You're, you know, you put on that five pounds. It's more so. You know, let's look at our list. Did you get your walk in? You know, you like walking. Um, oh, you know, I didn't. You know what? I'm gonna call a friend while I walk today. And so, I just encourage you that if you're working on something, to take away like the um, I don't know, like the shame of it all. And my health checklist has just really helped in the last two weeks. And and I've, I I stepped on the scale today, and I was like, oh look, I lost three pounds. And I but I haven't felt. Um, you know, I lost the three pounds, but not in the way like I normally do, which is like, I only drink water and I only have salad. And then the moment I look at a pizza, it's like, well, we're back. And so, yeah. So, yeah. So my boost is my health checklist. It's really helping to change the way I look at, at ha- living a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, I got addicted to endorphins again this past six months and I'll take them any way I can get them. A nice brisk walk. I love a good dance party. Sometimes I'll go down to the Zen Den, which is not quite zen right yet, but um, it's Zen enough. And we have a, a speaker down here and I just play some music and maybe I'll be like three minutes, but I love a little dance breakout. Um, just something to move, get the blood flowing. And it just, the endorphins, baby, um, they're so good. But that's right. I mean, I personally have tried. I was talking to my therapist about this. I was like, look, what can we do here, Laura? <laughs> like, what can we do here to make it so that I don't have to spend another year looking at pictures from last year and being like, man, why did I think I didn't look good? I look great. I'm so tired of that. Yes. <laughs> like, why can't I just think I look good now? Yes. Um, so I have been trying to uh, I have been trying to do that. And I, I feel the same way you do. I'm just sick of it. I'm just it's just such a it's a broken record. It I feel like is since I was like 10, I remember being eight years old. My sister and I were dieting, running in circles around the house to lose weight when I was eight. That means for like nearly a three decades, I have been obsessed with weight and oh my god I'm just over it I'm like I choose I don't I don't want to choose that anymore I don't want to choose that that's exactly broken record lifestyle Mm-mm-mm. that's exactly how I felt and that's why I'm honestly I'm excited about Peloton so you Mandy do you have the new new one there's like some new new one and then they have like the other one the differences don't seem the to be other, other than like well they I think the new <laughs> one honestly seems like it's just like a larger screen I'm like mm, who's paying $500 extra for this larger screen okay I don't know what I have I have the one that I got in um I ordered it in June and I got it in August. So listen, I think Peloton's still having a really like slow delivery times because they of the do pandemic. 10 weeks. They said 10 weeks. Yeah. So you have to, it's a, it's definitely, 
you know, a long wait to get one. It's not the kind of impulse purchase where you're going to get satisfaction tomorrow. But the app is really great, even without the actual bike. Um, and they have, I don't know if you're getting the treadmill or the bike, but for me, the app, um, it's, it's awesome. And I just started to use, they have amazing meditations. They have tons of different meditations. I love that. They're, I love their little five minute or 10 minutes guided stretches. So I'll do some of those sometimes. And I recently started to use the guided walks and I never knew I needed a walking, you know, buddy. Well, I mean, I always knew I needed a walking buddy, but you know, I don't have one cause COVID, but I've loved the, you know, having someone kind of in my ear coaching and I probably won't follow every, you know, guideline, like walk faster here. Cause you know, I have my dog with me and she runs me ragged, <laughs> but it's, it's nice. And it, it gets me walking longer than I might have. And anyway, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hundred percent a proponent for it, but I'm also, you know, I'm also a proponent for the free, the free high of those endorphins and yeah. just because just moving, cause it makes you feel good and yes. not because of the scale. Cause That's it truly exactly. does make you yes. feel good. Yes. And you know, I love that you said that's exactly how I felt. Like I, I don't know that I'll do the guided walk only because I, I had gotten the Nike app and all of a sudden the walk that I used to enjoy so much became like this thing that I didn't like. Cause I'd be like, okay, well, Tiffany, you got to do five more minutes. No, you got to. And I'm like, you used to love walking. So I turned off all that stuff <laughs> okay. and I do one of three things when I walk now. I phone a friend or like a family member, like talk to my mom or my bestie or my friend Cabrella, Rihanna, whoever. Um, I listen to a podcast, shout out Brown Ambition, or I listen to um, an audiobook. Those are my three favorite things to do on a walk. And I live next to a park. And so I play this game with myself. Like, are we going to do the city or the country today, Tiffany? Like <laughs> the country is like walking the park, like, cause the park has really great walking trails or like, am I going to like, I love um, where I live and, and Newark cause the houses are so historic. So you see these really beautiful Georgian mansions and Victorian this and the, so I, I choose every day, like, what am I going to do? And um, it's been such a joy. Like literally I will walk for an hour and won't even have noticed it. Sometimes I walk longer because the chapter I'm listening to is so good. What are you like, listening wait, wait, wait. to? What audiobook but are you into? Right now I'm into this audiobook called Small Giants. Um, I'm going to, it's like so good. Companies hmm. that chose to be great instead of big. Oh, and, I love that concept. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard of that. And so I was like, because of, for those of you, I'm, I've shared this like openly that I'm not, I don't, I would like to step away from being the CEO of the Literature Academy, like still obviously owner and still, you know, like being on the board and, you know, giving advice and stuff. But I want to instead just focus on Budget Nista, but I, with the Academy, the aim is to grow bigger. But I just was like, while reading this book, it's like, well, who said that's what you have to do? For the Academy, that's fine. But I'm realizing I don't necessarily want that for Budget Nista. That instead, I think I'd like to keep it relatively small um, and just do great work and, you know, and make enough money to continue to do that great work. And so I've just been just exploring what that might look like. And yeah, but it's been such a great uh, book because it's a lot of case studies of these amazing companies that have done this, this, this amazing work while not being, you know, Apple and Facebook. And it's mm -hmm. like, you don't need to aspire to do that. You know, you can just be amazing in Newark and change hundreds of thousands of lives and, and, you know, make enough money to, to, to retire yourself and, and build, even build generational wealth while still maintaining it. Like smallness is relative, obviously. But so I've just been exploring that. And I've been reading like before that, I was, um, I read, like, I love Jonah Berger's books. He's got this book called The Catalyst and Contagious. They're all marketing books and they're really good. Um, 
There's also a book, the Exe- um, the Effective Executive. That's up next for me. So I just been reading. When it comes to audiobooks right now, I'm really into like business books. But then I also read um, uh, um, Lead from the Outside or listened to Lead from the Outside by Stacey Abrams. And so, um, and after this, I also want to read this book called the I think it's called The Vagabond: How to Travel This World or something to that effect. So mm-hmm. I was a big reader as a kid and. Life got, quote unquote, in the way. And so just like walking, I forgot how much I loved reading. And I've just been enjoying um, reading and walking, one of my two favorite things. Oh, I love that. I'm actually, I've, I like to keep several books going. I have my audio books for when I'm doing something where I can't hold a book. And then now that, you know, Homeboy is sleeping more regularly during the day, he's down to one nap. And I can kind of like, I know I'm going to get that little break which is nice. And I picked up, I have like a, um, a, a hardback book. So recently I read Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. Ooh, good one. And I, I also read Outliers. I gobbled up Outliers real quick. I love that yes. message. I love yep. the message in Outliers from, and, and I think that's a good, it's a really fast read. And it's also kind of a case study. I was kind of like, I felt some type of way about how all the Outliers he chose was white man. But mm. um, I'm like, aren't, I'm sure there's even more encouraging stories from people who aren't white. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's just a good message in the sense that it's it's a good message for, for people who think, you know, greatness is something like you were born great and that's why you're great. You know, it, mm-hmm. it really acknowledges certain inherent privileges and also just the t- how, how a stroke of luck, the time you were born, the decade mm-hmm. you were born, the day you were born, it can have, can have ripple effects for what happens the rest of your life. So I really enjoyed those. And then, um, my God, I'm looking at my Audible and I'm like, damn, I got a lot of books. So I finished Hunger <laughs> by Roxane Gay. That's a memoir. Speaking mm. of which, Hunger, you know, Roxane Gay, she's um, super, she's morbidly obese and she's really open about talking about that journey. But Hunger is a memoir of her body. It's literally about, you know, that her her uh, being young as a, as a young uh, as a young girl, she was um, she was raped by oh a, a group of boys in her neighborhood and how that manifested itself into a um eating disorder and uh it's a really beautiful um you know it's pretty dark but as a person who struggled with her weight her whole life I found it very um it was it was a good book I enjoyed it and then um my goodness I have all the Harry Potters they're my fun uh and the meaning of Mariah I was listening to Mariah Carey's memoir and she sings mm-hmm. sometimes in it and it's fun <laughs> oh that, I could see that is so Mimi yeah <laughs> It is so, uh, her voice, I knew I wanted to listen to her voice while she's, yes. it's, uh, yeah, so reading for joy. Um, I think the Blink, the Malcolm Gladwell were as, as like workish, businessy related as I've been, because I like to escape, but, um, but I love that. Yeah, getting back into some reading, trying to rediscover the time, you know, I can save when I'm not scrolling through the gram, getting mad at all my friends who are doing <laughs> things they shouldn't be doing, like being in public and <laughs> yeah. trips and things like I'm that. I'm like, stay home. Or just, you know what? You could just not post it so we can just know that, po- you know. Yeah, you know what? You cannot post it. I would be so ashamed. I, I mean, know. I would be so ashamed to be posting some of these pictures. I got so mad. I was like, why don't people care? Like, what? Right, they're like, hey, I look at like, me getting it. COVID or spreading it. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to the Bahamas. I don't care anymore. If they don't care, I don't care. Uh, my my <laughs> sister talked me down, but um, yeah. Anyway, find your pockets of joy anywhere you can. Yes, yeah. It has been. It, we're 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 turning the corner onto a year of this pandemic life, and yeah. I don't know what that means other than the fact that it has been a long ass time, and this has been a marathon, and we all 
like we have to acknowledge that we have been through something and we need to, yeah, try to find those pockets of joy and grace and, you know, keep on going on. Yeah. And just thank you guys for being here with us. We truly, truly, truly appreciate y'all. Likewise. I'm glad to be talking to you again, Tiff. I know. We back. We back. (laughs) All right. Well, have a good rest of your night. Enjoy your greens. All right. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's almost seven, though. You better run. I know. But, you know, greens, I feel like, you know, you get a little, you know, you get a a pass with greens. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Take care. As Sesame Street would say, that's a good anytime snack, Tiffany. Oh, you can tell you have a toddler. (laughs) Tiffany. It, the the willpower it takes me not to break out into um, any of the Sesame Street songs is I need to go because I'm about to do wait, wait, it. Wait, 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 no, no. We have to, we, I want to like, just like, I want the song to take us out. The Earth is Ghetto song. <laughs> like, we might as well just let that play out as we slowly uh, okay. go into the Are we going to have to pay for this? We can, okay, no, no, go no, ahead. No, no. <laughs> Earth is ghetto. I want to leave. Can you beam me up? I'm out on the street by the corner store. You know the one on 15. Got a bright shirt on so I'm easy to see. I've been down here stranded indefinitely I can't reach my planet but I need to leave You should see these people It's hard to believe how they treat each other It's hard to conceive Oh, Earth is ghetto I want to leave Oh, Earth is ghetto All right, Vandra Bye Okay, bye, let me know when you get the rocket ship I'll be there the bigger pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment we're having a real conversation as real real estate investors new episodes available every day it's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to bigger pockets on the market rookie real estate or money podcast the purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties the bigger pockets podcast on youtube or wherever you listen